Ah, uh, hi, you slops. We're back in business, faggot boys. That's right. Lots to talk about today, honey. We're talking about Broadway. We're talking about New York City. We're talking, We're talking about, about falling asleep on a fisties bed. Right. We're talking about Palestine. We're talking about, you know, keeping up with the business. And did I ever bully you? I think not. And we Maybe also take some of your voice baby bitch. Okay. This is a big episode with lots to unpack, so get into it. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Happy seconds. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213-536-9180. Are you going to Sloppy Seconds Pod at Diva.com? Now on with the show. Hi, you subs, you stupid fuck you, nestle fuck you, darling fuck. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper, me, Bob, me, Bob, and us, Big Dipper. I was out to dinner with a friend of mine last night, and... <clears throat> he goes, can I ask you something? Do you mind if we talk about work? And I'm like, all I do is talk about work. And he was like, so does Meatball like have a little organ? Or like, how does she play along with herself when she sings the song? I do. I have a small <laughs> organ with me. <laughs> and I plug play in. It. It's actually on a necklace. It's a purse. I But I think about that sometimes because it changes every time. And Will like matches it every time. Yeah, and he matches your vibrato, vibrato, your demi vibrato, um, and your like, you know, sustained long notes. Yeah. So no, oh, we have will give him will something picks, to match right William now. Pitts. All right, Will, you definitely don't have to do anything to that. Please do it. <laughs> Stay up late at night. Ignore your children. <laughs> Ignore your children and edit some organ sounds. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Today's the big show. Today's my big show um, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. You know, I added Essa Noche to the lineup because I'm like, I'm like, what do I do? At a That's show? what I asked. <laughs> I would like people to re- go back to the episode when I said, it's just you. And you said, you, what happened? You used to be a fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I can do just me. I mean, like, I'm not having backup dancers. Mm-hmm. And I can do just me, but I feel like it's not enough show to just do me by myself. Like, I don't have, like, a 75-minute or an hour-long sort of show with n- narrative and stories built in and video projections. Like, I could make something like that, but I'm just doing a concert. And usually with a the concert, there's, like, a DJ and then, you know, an opening act and then, like, you know, the main event and, like, a host or, I don't know, something like that. So... I'm putting a playlist together, and I'm going to have a drag queen dance around with a couch strapped to her ass, and then um, I'll do my show. And it's one hour of what? I record music. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but oftentimes there are songs that play underneath me when I yell and scream, and those are music songs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I got to see it sometime, though. Yeah, you might want to check it out some point in the future are you excited what have you done for prep i guess since there's no backup dancers or anything nothing? yeah i'm actually i'm just putting the set list together today and I'm gonna put a little pre-show playlist together and pick out which outfit to wear and i feel like it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be really um an enjoyable yet relaxed fun evening what is what do you mean relaxed 
Don't you want the club to go up? Yeah, the club yeah. will go up, but I don't need to stress because I don't have to like wrangle a bunch of 22-year-old dancers who like get arrested when they're supposed to come to dance first. <laughs> God, I miss being 22 and making terrible decisions and just not realizing that they were awful. I was like, thinking about that, my body. Now I like... I think back to dumb shit that I used to do. And I was yeah. like, in the moment, it seemed totally fine. And now I'm like, God, I'd be in a very different place if I didn't act like that. Completely. Um, what do you mean about your body? Because When I was 22. Oh. Wait, my apron belly is taking over. Is that what you said? I don't know. You've mentioned it before. Yeah, it's creeping in there. No, but I'm, I'm staying in New York right now at my friend's place, which is lovely to stay here. But, you know, it is three full flights of stairs to get to the apartment. Ah, yes. Uh, a walk the knees, up. the hips, legs, and hips. And hips <laughs> and body, body. <laughs> so, you know, I definitely feel my age. And when I was 22, I would just, like, bike around Chicago. And I would bike, like, 20 miles in a day. Mm-hmm. Just, like, dooting around the city and meeting up for, with, you know, just being like, wow. An adult life, this is fun. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. But now, just sitting around. There's limitations. Now there's limitations. I saw two Broadway shows. What'd you see? Well, last night I saw Here Lies Love. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? No. And so it's the story of Imelda Marcos. The oh! um, great political uh philippines is there any like fun part where she like is in a giant shoe closet or there is not nary a mention of shoes that's like what she was known for was like her well well actually she was known for like excessive government spending and like letting the country sort of dwindle and being a capitalist and um, being the opposition to a huge liberal uprising, like power to the people sort of movement. Yes. Let them eat cake, you know? <laughs> but she, they could have, you know, done a shoe number. Maybe she could have flown out over the audience and a giant I sort shoe of and a fun thought, dream sequence or something. I sort of thought there could have been a shoe number because there was they a- use it as a metaphor and it like comes down on the, the country of Philippines, a giant <laughs> Louboutin. And like stabs them with the fucking heel. Yeah. It was cool. It was like half immersive. Like you can get standing tickets on the dance floor. No. And then they like move all these platforms around you. Um, it, it was hectic. I was doing a lot of like neck on swivel. You know what I mean? Remember that one time we saw that thing at Pasadena Playhouse? That Alaska like, was in. Yeah, yeah, And like Peppermint the originated. Would come up behind me and I was so, she originated the role. <laughs> and I was so high, the actors would, like, come up from behind me, and I'd be like, stop fucking pushing me. Were you on acid? No. I was just, just took an edible. Me and Mariah were both just on oh, edible. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know, and then I, like, looked over to you guys, and you were all glassy-eyed, like, we're so high. <laughs> and people were crawling around us, throwing things at us. Yeah, that was that was a lot. I don't think I like immersive theater like that. No, you like to sit in your seat. And, like, watch a show and then get up and leave. Audiences are, like, very wild these days. In the playbill of both of the shows I saw, there was, like, a note that was, like, welcome back to the theater. Here's a few things. Turn your phone off. Don't get up and leave during the show. 
Maybe don't talk to people. Try not to eat a full dinner while you're sitting in your seat. Like, just like all of these things, don't like this, like, don't yell and scream at the actors. They're trying to perform. Don't go live on social media to stream the show. Like, all of these things that I'm, I, I guess maybe because I went to theater school or I, I watched plays growing up, I sort of learned that type of etiquette. Yeah. But I feel like the majority of people in the world, like, Maybe if you didn't go to theater, but you went to church or synagogue or you were at Just school odd, in a classroom. you've ever been in an audience and yes. had to watch something. There an assembly. a certain way to behave. Assembly. Behave. <laughs> um, there's something about, I don't know. I think it's something post-pandemic. People forgot how to act because every movie that I've seen oh. since the pandemic, I've even purposely picked theaters and times where it would be like, oh, these are adults. There's no way there could be kids in here. Just fully talking out loud, trying to ruin the punchline of a joke during the film, like screaming at the thing. Every movie, there has been one loud ass person that I've been like, am I going to get up and go tell them to shut the fuck up? And then you become Karen. A Karen. A um, Karen. It makes me a Karen. <laughs> That's how Rose would say it in her accent. Oh, the vitamins are cracking up in my system. I need the cupcakes. Wait, was she in my music video, Rosé? No, that was me doing her I her whatever. You know that video Scottish? of hers that they keep posting? Is it no, Scottish? Tell me I don't about know what very Unpack it. Let's let's everyone know. I don't She's know. Giving it's... a Jesse J. Bob. Giving Jesse J. Bob no lashes but pink eye makeup and some sort of pink it's like the Padam Padam dress, but pink. And she just storms into a dressing room and starts talking about the cupcakes and smelling a room. And I don't know. I keep posting it because I don't think it's funny. And she got into my inbox and she was like, do you love it? And I was like, I'm obsessed with it. And then that was it. And then I followed her. Thoughts? Um, I what know. Do you think it I is? know what your thoughts are that you're not saying. What do you mean? Because I've learned to read your face. I know what's happening here. What's happening? I think that it's a f- like oh, just an insane character, and I'm obsessed. I can't. I want more of that character. Sure, you do. I, I think it's really fun when people have a good time. I do, too. And that's why everyone should go have a good time at Big Dipper's show. I have a whole list of things I wanted to talk, I want to talk to about. about, too. Right. Okay, well, then why don't you go first? I was trying to talk to you about this Broadway show that I saw. Oh, what was it? Oh, Emil de Marcos. <laughs> it's called Here Lies Love. They made us stand up three different times and dance in our chairs. I would have. Uh, you know what? <laughs> On the first one, I would have been like, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> it was cool. It was really cool. And you forget. How you don't forget it makes me want to see like everything on Broadway because I basically like that magic of the set and like the quick co- there were so many quick costume changes the magic of like a wall that you figured was just like the wall of the theater like completely goes away and then there's like a whole new world or like they move platforms around or an actor appears directly next to you all of a sudden I just, there is something really magical to that. And then also, I'm just so into the idea that those performers do that show eight times a week and know it so well that they literally can show up to the theater 30 minutes before the show 
and do oh, their yeah. two hour run. Uh, and then like immediately like pull a wig off, throw on a different outfit. And they're like on the train 15 yeah. minutes after the curtain call. Some of them like leave even before the audience has even left the building. Like yeah. they're already on their way out. I think that that's so cool. But wait, can I say something about Broadway? Are you done making your point? Mm-hmm. I, I see. You know how Sunset Boulevard in in the West End with Nicole Scherzinger is like the new hot ticket, and everyone's yeah. obsessed with it. But it's like such a stripped down, naked version. There is like no set. There is no props. It's just like a fog machine in the show the whole time. Yeah, I feel like a lot of shows did are doing that now. But I want like. You know, I want, like, wicked, but refreshed. I want, like, big... If I like a musical that there's, like, a million things happening on the stage, and there's, like, a hundred backup dancers, and the set is interesting and changes and revolves and moves and things like that. Like... Yeah. That's what that I, like, want to see. And then I just know that, like, all these Broadway plays, once this show, Sunset Boulevard, comes over to America, they're all going to try to do, like, stripped-down black box theater things in rooms for 500, 600 people. Well, what I I also saw uh, a play at um, MTC, um, Jaja's African Hair Braiding, and that only had one set, and it was super realistic, and um, but it had like a really cool technical move to it, and I walked away thinking so much about the production design and the set. And like the the tech, and they had so much wig and hair technology because it's a ninety minute. Both these shows were ninety minutes, by the way. Amen. No Love intermission. That. Ninety Love minutes. That. Oh, straight through, straight through, honey. And I was out of there by the first. Jaja's was at seven, so I was out of there by eight thirty. I was like, you can well. have a whole night, exactly. And then the other one was at eight, and I was done by nine forty. Like it was perfect, um, but. They had all this hair and wig technology because it takes place in a hair braiding store. And so, and it takes place over the course of one long day. And the first character who walks in says, Hi, I'd like to get micro braids. And they all sort of turn their back on her because it's a big job. And then she's sort of the anchor customer who sits on stage the entire play. And um, her hair goes from like a, a, like a short, you know, pixie cut like or what do you call a pixie cut that is is every short haircut on a woman a pixie cut no there's a bob <laughs> no it wasn't a bob pixie cut crop <laughs> crop a cropped cut yeah i mean it was like cut. your hair on a woman so a fade gender Gender's a construct tear apart. Anyway, she goes from a short style and by the end of it she's got full micro braids so is and, it wig retreat, or are they, like, someone braiding her hair every single night? No, you can't, because you can't do that in 90 minutes. You can't do a full head oh, of hair. No, you can't. Because okay. it took nine hours in the course of the play. Mm. And so what they're doing is, like, someone is braiding a little bit of hair in, and then they're, like, adding pieces and, like, adding tracks, and then she'll, like turn around and sort of put her head down and then her head will come up and then half of the head will be braided and it's like these different like units and wigs it's it like it's kind of like sleight of hand magic yeah that's really cool see i like that that is the magic of theater yes exactly happen and change you know what i kind of want to see because i feel like it is like using every trick in the book is one of those like peter pan goes wrong 
or whatever. Yes. Isn't that because happening they, like, in LA? they have the sets and fall apart. I don't know, but I saw Wicked is coming to LA in 2025. How about yeah, the 20-year reunion, Mama? Now, why? Everyone was making fun of Kristen Chenoweth's dress, and I didn't mind it. That little green thing. I That's what she always looks pink. like. Yeah, she's the always shoes like were wild. Tutu. But what was Idina Menzel wearing? to hand, handle those shoes. Well, I didn't. I, what were the shoes? Just like, oh, they were this pointed, like, um, platform. They're like a very sculptural, hefty platform green shoe and like go off because she turned it in them but it's like you were really like it wasn't like ooh get the shoe it was like whoa there, there's that shoe on you yeah and then and then Idina Menzel was in a, a house coat I would say that was like a beautiful match. handmade tr- like trench I don't know it, that one I didn't, maybe her BBL I didn't see dropped. it for that premiere. maybe her BBL dropped well, I mean, I don't know how that goes, but maybe we can ask Monet about what that's going to be like. All right. We got to take, now, let's, let's we'll take, take a, a break. We'll take a quick break after we say, hey, if you're in Los Angeles on November 17th, you better make it on down to Fat Slut, the two-year anniversary. <gasps> we have an incredible lineup of incredible artists. We have Melissa B. Fierce, Creme Fatale, Kyra Jeté, Bitch Puddin, all the way from San Francisco, performing one of my favorite numbers that I've ever seen. We got Cheetah Biscotti. They will also be competing in the Sexy Food Eating Competition All-Stars. We also have Vander Von Odd, and judging the Sexy Food Eating Competition and possibly doing a number is Monet Exchange. Wow. It's going to be a night to remember. Also, we're we're fully stocked up on Fat Slut merch again, so we'll have a merch table so you can quit asking me. Do you Thanks think- for coming. Oh, and the sexy food eating competitors will be Cheetah Biscotti, Chrissy, and two surprise guests who may be from out of town. Hit the slave button, faggot. Do you think that, um, I think it would be really fun if Monet wore huge ass pads the whole time. We can give her my old ones. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your if I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yep. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this, like make a change in how you think. I think we all think like 
that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm -hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch their anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And we're back! Now, before we get into some serious topics... I just want to say one thing that's really been on my mind lately. Uh-oh. I sent you a message of a certain person's Instagram, and it I never noticed it before, but then I started seeing it in a lot of people's Instagram. What about people whose own, only photos on their Instagram are the same angle over and over and over and over again? <laughs> it's just face pics, but it's just... And I've seen it, and there's five accounts, and every time I run into it, I send it to Michael. Because it's wild to me that it's like, I get that you think that that is your one angle, but every single image is the exact same picture. And they're, like, almost daily. And it is crazy because, like, it's not getting dressed at home at their station with the ring light. It's, like, out in the world, out on the town, with friends. like In drag, out of drag. At work. With friends. It's all, every image, their faces turn the exact same way. You could almost kind of just scan through it, and it would. it's like his face wouldn't move. You're insane. This is pretty wild. People have their angles. It makes me think, oh, no, am I doing that? No, you're not. And also, I mean, I mean not. sometimes you can post a picture and it doesn't have to be like, so staged like you could just post like a i don't know i don't know i don't know why i care about other people's social media because i barely use mine but when you, i see something like all that, you do it, is like, use your stories to drag people to filth you're next <laughs> i've been it's i'm cycling back it's not that i'm next it's not this impending doom it's like we're going back boom the maybe sequel. <laughs> maybe i'll today post a series of pictures of you in different costumes and let the audience pick which outfit you should wear tonight well i don't have them all with me what did you bring <laughs> this, you was it the spandex or the there spandex? is spandex there's or the other spandex what do you mean the other spandex that is really wild what you sent me. Isn't it weird? Fully. Everyone, go look at people's Instagrams. Judge Girl, them. they know. They know. Now, They've seen it. I think it's it. time for us to get serious here. Well, listen. It's uh, You're being kind of like um, playful about it, but we have been experiencing like this really awful humanitarian... Um, I mean, it's like the, you know, the continuation of a horrific cycle of violence and war crimes um, in Gaza. And it has just been like so overwhelming to, I feel like we're the last big sort of outburst of 
violence was in like 2007 or something like that it would mm-hmm. it predated the um sort of expansive use of social media and Instagram and now we're in this position where I think there are a lot of people myself included I've talked about this numerous times on the podcast where like I'm learning so much more about like the falsehoods that were taught to me as a young Jewish person in this country mm-hmm. and you know being exposed to the truth of how not only like horrific the violence is but also how insane like how insanely intertwined the u.s is and basically our tax money is funding this entire that's yeah that's like genocide of of a people well i've learned i mean i didn't really know anything and that's my fault for not being educated on it but i feel like i've learned a lot and one of the major things that i learned was that like the u.s is way more involved in this than i ever thought we would be and i think it's i mean again we're we're sort of speaking out of just processing information we are obviously by no means um like super educated we're not of this and this is not an expert come on and talk this is not meant for us to be like educating you, the listener. It's just sort of a space for us to talk a little bit about, you know, to like process what's happening. But I feel like, um, you know, as a country, we're always talking about, Oh, being a global superpower and having the biggest military and like, we are number one, we are number one. And I think one of the longstanding strategies in America, like as a colonizing nation is basically to have our little fingers in so many other, you know, global issues so that we have these, like everyone that has like big weapons, there's like some sort of allyship there, you know, basically aside from China and Russia and, um, you know, Korea, North Korea, like, there's like some sort of allyship and some sort of buy-in at the UN and all of that. And that's what makes it so fucked up because this sort of posturing as like, Oh, we're sending aid and humanitarian. I mean, they literally just passed $14 billion to support the Israeli government. I mean, like we are going to witness the genocide of of people. And it's absolutely absurd. It's insane to see. And to see the Israeli army doing that, Uh, You know, and it all sort of coming as a, like, essentially backlash from World War II and, like, the the execution of millions of Jews. And then it's a cycle of behavior. The same thing is happening. Mm -hmm. It's, I, I don't know, it's... It's infuriating. I've, it, it makes you feel really powerless just as, like, a tiny little person in a different country. Um, Did you see that graphic that's going around? I don't know where it originated from, but Bjork posted it, which means a lot of gay Bags. people that I follow have been reposting it. But it basically shows the map of what was Palestine. Oh, yeah. I did to see what that. is happening today and mm-hmm. what is... And it's like... They're just eradicating a, a, a people. Uh-huh. And it feels so helpless, and it's like you can give money to different causes and things, but it's like, I guess my thing is, is like, what can I do? I can protest. Yeah. I can donate. Yeah. I can inform other people. Talk about I can, 
talk about it. We can use this platform to share information. But what do we do about our the American government <laughs> just well, fully and, involving themselves and on the wrong side of history? And that's what makes me so nervous about this election coming up is because, I mean, are we really going to be looking at a Biden-Trump face-off? God, I, I hope don't not, want, but I don't want either of the options. I don't want Biden to be president again, but I sure as shit don't want Trump to be president. I know. It's just like being in a rock and a hard place. But, I mean, we can't vote for Trump. That's no. insane. And will he even be, will he be, if the trial Well, happens, if what's going on with George Santos is anything, it seems like they know, like we said last week or whatever, it just doesn't seem like anything's going to happen. Girl. They're indicted, they go to court, and nothing happens. They They are opted to be voted out. Democrats are like, no, keep him. Who cares? It's funnier to watch him here. What are people even doing? Like, why is there the such The American inaction? government is a joke at this point. They're yeah. not doing anything. Yeah, it's really, it's really fucked. It's really hard to see. It's really horrific and tragic. And then when you, like, dig into it further. And then the other thing is, like, the... The, like, infighting here, especially here in the States, when we're not directly, you know, we're not out on the streets in a war zone, so we're just, like, posting on social media, and when people are sort of in opposition of that, and I'm like, I don't even know that I can really understand, even if you're on the other side of the issue, which, again, seems psychotic, um... To us. How are you not in favor of a ceasefire? How are you in favor of yeah, more, more is, war? Yeah. How is saying, like, I don't want a genocide being anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic? Well, it's not. And that, I think, I think those are the two big things that I feel like I can focus on because the other stuff is, like, governments voting funding and missiles built in Colorado being shipped over to go, you know, like they're yeah. so it's so massive, but like the idea of, Oh, if you want to free Palestine or you don't want the genocide of Palestinian people, which is who would want that, that that means you're anti-Semitic. Like those things are not, do not equate, but people mm -hmm. are equating them. Yeah. And that feels really fucked up and feels like, that's a conversation that you can like unpack directly and just say like, no advocating for the life of people does not mean that you're anti-Jewish. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then the other thing is a lot of people are saying like, Oh, well as queer people, if you were in like, like the Palestinian leadership, you oh, know, would sentence you, you to death or put you in prison for 10 years for being openly queer or like whatever. Well, I'm in a privileged position that I live in America. That's not where I live. And um, I would r rather advocate for saving lives mm -hmm. and a peaceful, you know, conversation or treaty or agreement than like continuing to murder innocent people. So and it's, it's so sort of a moot point. Live 
we live in an age where the media is manipulating everything because like I'm seeing things on people from Palestine on Twitter like I'm seeing which I'm shocked by and I'm and, uh, kind of scared of but like seeing pictures of dead bodies videos of people dying like in Palestine it's like how is that not enough to just be like yeah maybe this should just stop for right. everybody across the board I don't know scary stuff yeah i mean i do you remember when you were a kid and there was like war stuff happening yeah i remember like the war in afghanistan and i just like never paid attention because i was like too small to understand and i was like there was a period of time when i was like so scared about the draft i was like if i I grow up will i be drafted because i learned about the draft and i was like is that gonna happen again but there that was, was the I most I could there understand. Was like vague about. talk of it actually probably going to happen again. Yeah. <sighs> I don't want to live through another world war. Like, I, or I didn't live through the other ones, but another giant war. Yeah. I don't want to see this stuff. You know what's crazy is we have essentially been involved in war nonstop. Yeah, for like five or six decades, I think. We always got to dip our little toesies in other people's business. That's the shit I'm talking about. So Using our tax dollars. I don't know. I've been posting some stuff, um, just sort of sharing as I've been. I was so wrapped up in the opera, I was like barely on social media. Um, And I started, like now that that finished, I started really digging in and like looking at more stuff. And I've been sharing a few things and... You know, some I've been getting some negative commentary, which feels wild to me. I have too, but you also, like, people are informed with different information, and exactly. they're told different things, and I think that's one of the biggest things that we're learning, and have been learning, is, like, misinformation is huge, and yeah. it's hard to source where the correct stuff is coming from. Even without and a happens, lot of... She's just massive. She's massive. Just, just a lot of biased opinions making shit up it's scary i'm scared yeah and i you know without without feeling um without making it so sort of not about what's happening right now it to to personally process i like continue to go back to this idea that at 10 or 11 years old in a suburb of Chicago at a reform synagogue, the sort of mandate was you are all Jews. You are all God's children and your homeland that you have a birthright to is Israel. And we'll pay for you to go over there and to learn about how great this land is for us. And this is ours and you should go there and visit it and even live there someday. And go be peaceful on a kibbutz and go go to the beach in Tel Aviv and all this stuff. And there, I also think about all the innocent Israeli kids who just sort of grew up like in a war zone and they don't know anything other than that life there, even though what that life there is, is stolen from other people. And those people, when it when when the original sort of like you know, I don't know if it was a doctrine or a treaty or like a whatever happened post-World War II, 
those people were being gifted this like incredible thing of like safety and and land after a horrific thing but it was stealing from someone else like it, the whole thing is fucked up okay we can be done talking about it but it's just it's just too much all i would say is if you're listening and you've been like turning a blind eye or changing the channel or scrolling past uh i would just encourage you to be aware of what's happening to read some articles to watch the news and to sort of create your own understanding of what's happening in the world because we do not live in a vacuum uh, a perfect example of this is that fucking man who killed that kid in chicago oh his yeah tenant because of what was happening in the world and he was like it was he was gonna do something about it yeah and he said let me go kill this palestinian child and that is what's so fucked and there's ways of bringing attention to all of this without dressing up like an idf soldier and bringing a gun and a dead baby to the costume contest at precinct if i would have actually seen that person walking around precinct which i did not i would have gladly asked them to leave what the Happily actual fuck? So they dressed up like an IDF soldier covered in blood, had a dead baby purse, and brought a fake AK-47 or big rifle gun strapped to their back and said it was because they were trying to draw attention to what was going on in Palestine. No. And that it was satire. And then when I was like, that's not, someone online was like, Meepaw, you use politics in your drag all the time. They're just doing the same thing to draw attention to it. And I was different. like, I don't know, This is it feels different. Because of like what we were just talking about, there's so much the images that we're being flooded with. It's just like that's not the way to draw attention to it. And I don't think uh, any type of like Halloween celebration is where you dress up like any. That would be like dressing up like a Nazi. Yeah, in my opinion, crazy. It's fucking crazy. Well, fuck you, person. We'll be right back out of this break. And we're back. Dipper was supposed to watch Dragula and didn't, just like he was supposed to be on this phone call at 9 a.m., but he waited until 10. Here's what I'm going to say about Dragula episode one, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll be back now, on my shit next week. Well, then should we wait or should I just give like, I, maybe I won't give a recap because. I'll Let's just be recap like, hey, episodes gonna... one and two next week. Okay. Can I just give some? Yeah, of course. It seems like a great season so far. Um, I thought there was going to be like a lot of format changes. The way they were talking about it seemed like it was going to be like some huge change. I will say, there was no skit at the beginning, but I don't know if that was just because it was episode one or not. But the Boulet brothers were speaking faster and didn't. it didn't seem, they seemed like better actors. They seemed like they kind of got, they're on their shit about it. Um, There are some points in it where the stage is the drag race stage. It's oh. just like the T stage. It's almost identical to drag race. And then when it was time for the floor show, it cuts to a bunch of shots of spotlights turning on. 
and like music playing. So it was basically like you could cue it up with like da 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 da. Ooh, da da. It looked exactly the same. Um, I, they hated JK's costume. I will say this. Spoiler alert, JK goes home first. They hated their costume, and to be honest, I don't think it was the worst out of the group. Was it the Ooh. best? No. It but was it like was, detox. They said that they I were- ain't the best, I ain't the best, but I ain't but the, I ain't the worst. <laughs> they said it was because it was like store-bought. Like, some of it was from Amazon. and But he had like cut it up and whatever, and it's like, even if he was going to dress up like a Boy Scout and had it custom-made, it was going to look like that. Like, I don't- why did they know that was, it was from Amazon? Because he, unfortunately, is annoying and was like, in the episode, was like, yeah, I didn't really worry about my first costume. Like, yeah, it's all from Amazon. Like, it's store-bought stuff. Blah, Girl, blah, blah, blah. don't was, like, do bragging that. About it. Lie. I think that's their, but I, that's his thing. That's their thing. That's probably what they're going to be like for the whole season. Well, they're not going to be like for the whole season because they're gone. Oh, right. Yes. They are gone. Oh. Um. Okay, I'm the, excited to watch. Now. Also, the format of the show—I thought it was all going to be different or like changed or whatever. They did do the little skits at the end where they kill him at the end, so that's back. Oh, so that wasn't back because like, they did the drop. Yeah, remember the drop? Why'd they get rid of that? Remember the ghost hallway when Victor? What's her name? One. Oh yeah, they didn't give her a finale. Also, they said that they didn't do a premiere for this. I read somewhere in a book I heard. But they said they didn't do a premiere because they were gonna. They were standing with the with SAG. It's reality TV. But it's reality TV, and none of the people on it are union. And also, at this point, anything non-union actors are showing up to because they need to be seen. Oh yeah, my so friend. So this would have been about... like huge for them because actors right now are showing up to the opening of an envelope just to be seen and photographed. They could have make made a big Halloween premiere and yeah. had like all these famous people in LA who need something to go to show up in Halloween costumes and it would have gotten more attention. That's just my opinion. But to Spooky, me, that makes way more sense. Spooky, kooky. Okay, I'm definitely going to watch, and we'll do episode one and two recap next week. My apologies to our listeners, and my deepest apologies to you, Meatball, my co-host and work associate. Oh, no, I just got... Hold on. Oh, man, I got to put detergent on this. You want to do it right now? Yeah. <laughs> please, uh, please, wait, are we doing voicemails? You ask a question and then take your headphones off. Um, I don't know that I own a shirt that doesn't have like an oil stain, a coffee stain. I My shit is covered in stains and I try to keep it clean. But if you ever see me out eating and I have a paper napkin tucked into the top of the neckline of my t-shirt and it's hanging all the way over my belly, it's because I don't want to get a stain on my shirt. Because everything has little oil stains on it. I hate it. Oh, uh, yeah. I had to just get rid of a bunch of clothes for that reason. But it's okay because I was getting rid of a bunch of clothes that are too big for me now. Uh, she's well, my biggest fear is that I'm going to gain a bunch of weight back because I probably will once I like have my body and everything. Once you even out? Under more control. But like, then I'm just going to have too small of clothes. But do you hang on to shit from like when you were way smaller and just prayers and hopes and dreams that you're going to get back into it? Or have you let go? 
I have a few items. I have a few items that I'm like, oh, one day I'll fit back into those that are like amazing. Like I have this like really amazing pair of overalls that I wore in my 20s that were just so good. But like, I think they're like a 36 waist. Like I don't, I I don't imagine me getting back in. Let them go. Let but them go. they're like so nice and weathered and like, you know, they're mm-hmm. just, like, they sort of like mean a lot to me. And so like part of me is like, oh, maybe I'll just like hold on to them and like give them to my kid or something. On your farm in Hudson Valley? Yeah. When I, well, I did look at a house. How far from New York is it? Two hours. I guess that's not bad. And you would stay with friends when you drove in to do stuff? Yeah. Or there's you get this, a hotel? No, there's this apartment that now everyone can use. It's like an available apartment that like a bunch of people share and just come in and out like an Airbnb. Who? Just gay pay, pornos? Pay for the days that you're here. Gay porno boys. Gay porno boys? I'm just trying to think of like who would live in a lifestyle like that. All these fucking gay fag married faggots who fag in the country. Oh, it's them. Oh. They're like, oh, we have our place in Maine or we have our place in Vermont or we have our place upstate New York. And we're there most of the time. But then we like run businesses in Manhattan. So we come into the city and like check up on our staff. I just did. What are you doing for the holidays? I will tell you what I'm doing. And it was hard. And I had to deal with another Airbnb situation. But I decided that I'm not going to Houston because there's never anything to do. No offense to you if you live in Houston. But for me, as a person that grew up kind of there, I've done it. I've seen it all. Whatever's new is fine. Go to that lake, like Havasu, and take a shit in the sand or whatever. Galveston Beach. (laughs) Lake Havasu. That's isn't that in like I don't know where that is. I don't that's to here. That's in LA. Or, I learned no. about that from Vicky Gunderson or whatever. Gumbleson. <laughs> Gumple Force. Gumple Force. Now she likes to go when she goes to Mexico, she loves to go to she likes Puerto Vallarta and she likes to go to Andales. Mommy Do you yeah, know Andales? Yeah. Uh oh. No. Oh. Sometimes they ride a uh, a donkey through it. Um I didn't want to go to Houston, so I told my parents, I was like, y'all buy your flights out here, and I will rent an Airbnb for you, like, near me. Yeah. So I told them that a month ago. They didn't decide to start planning it until last week. Of course, it's the weekend of Christmas. The same house that was a certain amount that was affordable for five nights has now more than doubled in price. Ooh, ooh. But Nick is it went rich. from a. I want to tell you because it's insane how much it is. Oh, but did I don't want to say it. I still got it because oh, it's okay. down the street from me. Yeah, and it's like an easy walk back and forth, kind of. But it was put, put it in the chat. So um, that's what I'm doing. Are you doing anything fun? I'm going to see my parents. I'm be in New Mexico over Thanksgiving. Ooh, um, New Mexico, New Mexico. And then there was a conversation about going to Mexico or going. My sister might be going to Hawaii, which I'm like, don't go to Hawaii. But she don't. lived, she lived there for a long time, so she would be going back to like the community that she was a part of, and like, um, ooh, that's a hefty price to pay. It is. So I've taken every single gig in the month of November. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like I need to do that. 
Well, I took all of October off, which Book was me for your shows. If you, which was beautiful. <laughs> I'm happy to do um, five minutes, uh, three minutes at one in the morning in West Hollywood. <laughs> Book me for your shows. Come on, Jocelyn. Um, that party is buck wild. By I've the way. seen, I've seen more photos of it, and it's un, it's unreal. Like if you ever find yourself out on a Saturday night in you West Hollywood, your way over to beaches. Go to beaches because if you want to throw some ass, girl, they are the children. And hands, apparently. Have you seen the? Huh? the oh my god! <laughs> the kids are all right. Meeple's doors just closed on their own, but it was <laughs> it was Michael. Michael. Um, th- there is videos of like these guys fighting in beaches on TikTok. It's making oh, the waves right. around, and I love watching gay guys fight. Making their way downtown. Okay, can you describe the most famous gay uh, fight on social media? The two teenagers. No, they're in the talking? car. There's a white one. Oh, and a black I don't one. remember. I don't remember. They're both fully nailed. And they both have nails, and they're like, and it's like his mom's car. Wait, what were they fighting over? I think a man, which at that point is like, you know, the jock who let them blow them, or whatever. That happened to me one time. <laughs> And I, I have a and, crazy story to tell you. I have a crazy my friend, story I walked to tell in you. on them in the shower at a house party, and I was like, this isn't even your house. It's neither one of your houses. Why are you showering together? Wait, you walked in on your gay friend? Yes. Blowing yes. the jock. I don't know if he was blowing him, but, but they, they were, were showering naked in together. The shower. They yes. were showering together. They were showering together in the nude and be bonered. Someone told me, I'm, I'm, let me remember. And I will never forgive him. Oh, because you wanted the jock cock. I had already had it. Earlier that evening. That is a different story, Meatball. Give him a blowy handy in his car in a, in a park parking lot while we waited for our friends to get out of the movie that they were at to then go to this house party together to then find him in the shower with another faggot who I called a best friend who also one time made out with my dog <laughs> a beautiful chow chow husky mix named Spark don't say beautiful <laughs> I mean, you can say a dog is beautiful. It'd be weird if I said it was a handsome dog. <laughs> I guess. That is crazy. That jock was really on his gay shit that night. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we, like, I got blacked out on tequila, and then we had to go to an IHOP because we thought if we ate a bunch of food, it would sober us up. But it, in fact, we were just screaming at each other at an IHOP because it was my friend. <laughs> we, like... We're just drunk and mad. What were you doing in the shower? Yeah, like basically causing a scene in an IHOP. So it was the two of you are in this iconic gay fight video with the boys (laughs) from Nails. That's what it is. He he didn't have to deal with that. Um, I have a funny story to tell you. I was talking to someone here in New York who said they they were randomly at like a dinner party and they sort of, they're a former guest of the pod. I'm going to keep it a little vague here. Put the name in the chat. They were former guests of the pod, and they were at a dinner party, and someone basically was like, I think I heard you on Sloppy Seconds. And he was like, oh, yeah, that was me. So they connected, and the guy was like, oh, my God, I love that podcast, but hold on. I have to wait till my boyfriend leaves the room, and then we can talk about it. And 
the boyfriend left the room and then they were able to talk about it. And he was like, I love Dipper. That's why I listened to the podcast. Um, but Meatball was my boyfriend's high school bully. So he can't listen to the show. So I have to listen to it like Who by is myself. Boyfriend? I don't know. No, who is the this per- person? The person who I I don't know. So the person who told me how the do you, story. How do you get none of this information? The person. Also, high school bully where? Houston or Interlock? <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe middle school bully. Childhood bully. That's so the, hard to believe because I wasn't really a bully in, baby, in high school. Baby doll. It's an adult thing. Sweetie, sweetie ball. Okay, sweetie I was girl. a little bit of a boy. One time my mom was at a grocery store and she she ran into some girl who asked about my brother. And then after they talked a while, she was like, and Logan's doing well too, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, oh, no. He kind of bullied me a lot, so I don't want to talk about him. And my mom was like, oh. Bitch. Isn't that crazy? And I thought I was bullied. Well, I was. Hurt By people, yourself. Hurt people. In the hurt people. <laughs> You were like every day in the mirror. I was bullied. Wait, <laughs> let people know about this Wait. rodeo. No, I want to know more about who this person was. You didn't get a name. No. So this person in the chat was the one who met this person and their boyfriend. So it's like it's like two people we don't know. One of them's a fan of me, and their boyfriend got bullied by you. I'm sorry. I've changed. Something has changed within me. Okay. Well, if you are in town um, this weekend, and by in town I mean in Joshua Tree, please make your way on up to Orville Peck's Rodeo, where Pinche and I will be having brunches on Saturday and Sunday at 11 a.m. and 1 a.m. PM each day. Sorry. It'll be a wonderful time. time We'll be at Harriet and Pappy's. I believe that uh, the second show on Saturday and both Sunday shows are both still have seating available, but um, I think Sundays are both low tickets. So please come and grab the last of those tickets, get you a table and come hang out while we Give you a show that we have been working on. It is a 60-minute drag show it's starring me and Pinche giving you numbers after numbers and a possible drag roulette at the end of it if we have time. Don't kill yourself. It's. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. We have, like, matching costumes. We're going to be, like, we've been really putting together, like, not just a regular drag brunch because it is just the two of us. Um, so it's going to be shows on shows, baby. Can I ask you... Just selfishly. If I were to show up on Sunday, could I sit somewhere? Do you have some comp? Yeah. I think we have like a whole table or whatever. Okay. Because me and Ryan Walker Page might get up early on Sunday and drive out to the desert. Drive on out to the desert. Do that. What is the second seating time? 1 p.m. Yeah. We could get to the desert by 1. You get to the desert by 1. You could leave at 10 a.m. or get there by 1. Yeah. Slay I fat. will say parking is limited, so plan ahead for that. Ooh. Because okay. they have, or just be ready to like get there 15 minutes early because they have a parking lot that's walking distance. Right. But it's Park not right Park somewhere at the else. Front. And, then- and then, you know, everything's going to shut down at Pappy and Harriet's or whatever it's called. I need to look up the name. Pappy and Seagulls? Hold on. Seagulls? 
It's a bacon egg um, and cheese. With and everything. then the then the the actual um, poppy, poppy. Pappy, you're right. Pappy and Harriet's in um, Pioneer Town. In Pioneer Town, he's taken over all of Pioneer Town. Orville is, and he's got an incredible lineup. He's got Kyle Connolly, Dale Hollow, Emily Nenny, Amethyst Kia, Trixie Mat- Tracy Martel, Trixie Mashmel. Trixie Mattel, Black Joe Lewis, Teddy and the Rough Riders, Gold Star, and Margot Price. Those shows are going to start at 4 p.m. So you can come, grab a brunch, get a little drunk, hang out, and then at 4 p.m., the shows start. Slay. I'm excited. Put on by Live Nation. Oh, the nation will see you now. And a lot of it is sold out. Saturday, I believe Friday night and Saturday are both sold out. So Sunday is possibly everyone's best day. Well, I think but we're come. gonna come I think we're gonna come on Sunday, we're gonna enjoy the brunch, and then you're gonna walk us into the special shows later. So I don't see that to, happening, faggot. We don't have to pay the millionaires more millions of dollars. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and we'll be back. I have a bunch of voicemails here. Let's do them. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One through eight. Seven. Hi, Swampers. Sorry, my last name, but my call was kind of bad. But so like, what? what I'm asking is, like, I'm here in Palm Springs Pride, and, like, I just, like, don't have the, the will to want to do anything. I just want to sit in my hotel and, like, be my bed. But, like, it's pride, and it's Palm Springs, like, but I feel like I should be doing something, but, like, I just don't want to. Is that normal for you, Dipper, to, like, be somewhere and then, like, just not feel it? But you're, like, I feel like I have to, but, like, but, like, but, like, but, like, don't. Yeah. Why were you excluded why was it, from this call? Why was I excluded? Bitch, I go to places too. I, I, we've talked about this. Sometimes when you get to a hotel room, your body is like, oh, respite. I don't have to do anything. And yeah. then you just relax. And I will say, he did leave an earlier voicemail, but it sort of fell apart at the end, so I played this one. But in the earlier one, he's like, I'm not horny. I don't feel like fucking, but I was like planning on trying to get dick this trip. Some girl, you can't sometimes force you, your body. You force it. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you just want to like depressive episode. Eat a burger and fart into the sheets. And there's not and eat it laying down. <laughs> eat it like kind of laying down, turn on your side like David Hasselhoff style. Yeah, imagine you're Kate Winslet in Titanic, and instead of the heart of the ocean around your neck, baby, it's drippings it's, from the burger. <laughs> Magfoss. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with not wanting to do anything. I do know this feeling. I 100% know this feeling where you go somewhere with the intention and then you like can't be bothered to do anything else and you're just like looking out the window going like it's fucking pride in Palm Springs and all I want to do is like watch a movie I've already watched in the hotel. My thing is follow your bliss. You know what I mean? Follow, yeah, and that's what you need right now. And here's the good thing about life. Dick is everywhere. 
just because you're there doesn't mean you're – I mean, you could have wasted a lot of money. You probably could have stayed home. But that's for later you to be upset about. It's also, like, spending time alone in Palm Springs I don't think is that bad. There's, like, a lot of stuff you can do. Just – it's not dick-related. You can walk around. You can get out of the room if you want. Have you ever been you to my favorite to- favorite food place in Palm Springs? What is it? Nature's gro nature's grocery. Nature's I sent you there, right? For the juices. Oh yeah. They have great I juices. I love there. that place. Very expensive. Very it's, you. It's stupid and expensive. It's like nineteen dollars for a wrap full of sprouts and tempeh. But I'm but like it was delicious. And I'll never eat like that. I don't eat like that in LA. I'm eating fucking jack in the box in LA and I go to Palm Springs and I'll eat every meal at that place. Spend six you know what I want to do is go eat the bottomless shrimp at Red Lobster, but there's only two red lobsters nearby and one of them is in Inglewood which is like an hour away from my house and the other one's an hour in the other direction so then I was like well at least I'll get a slam and dollarita at Arby's no Applebee's. Applebee's that is also an hour away where are all the chain re- Chili's is also an hour away there are no chain restaurants anywhere in Los Angeles yeah they're all in like the suburban LA um I why still want to go they have eat to move a bag a, Why do we have to have a second high tops when we can have a an Applebee's down the street? Good in the, eating good in the neighborhood. <laughs> when does that second high tops open? It's already their, open. Their food is lit, bro. I know. I want to go eat a bag Maybe of Maybe I'll go there today and eat. Okay. One through six or eight? Six. Hello, guys. I just got done... Trying to find a hookup on Grinder and drinking a full box of wine. I just want to know <laughs> who's your favorite guest that y'all guys have had on. Um, y'all don't have to answer. I don't really care. And y'all guys don't need to care either. But I would like to know. Thank you. Have a nice day. Goodbye. I- okay. I just looked up. What? How much out? Or how much? How many glasses of wine is in a box of wine? It's thirty-four. <laughs> now they might have. <laughs> now they might have been drinking a smaller one, which is um, yeah. Sometimes oh, equal to four bottles of wine. Whereas the, uh, the Franzia is the Franzia is big, but they sometimes sm- sell the smaller boxes that are like the equivalent of a or bottle when they or say two. box of wine, they might just mean like a like a normal wine bottle box. Like I'm looking at this. Where it's like handheld to drink. Right. But it's just one bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, who is your favorite guest ever to have? <laughs> ever? That's hard. But who did I have the most fun with? I, I can only think of like the recent ones. I have two that are big standouts in my head. Okay, you go first. Miss Pat. Oh, yeah. That was a really good one, too. Even though it wasn't like inside community. It was it was kind of a mind fuck for me, and I said it a thousand times in the interview, but I just said like binged three seasons of her television show and read her book. And mm-hmm. then she was like in studio with us, which was crazy. And then Coco Peru was a really fantastic guest. Oh, that was a great one too. I forgot how many we did on Zoom. I'm like Rocco my, Steele was really good on Zoom. My brain yeah, remember he never took the hog out though. We've seen it. Yeah, but something about making someone do it is more fun i'd say in um 
Oh, this is hard. I like when we had Nicole on. She's a good time. Yeah, Nicole's the best. Remember when Mary Cherry came to the audio only? Oh, I do drag? like that one. I I also liked Joel Kim Booster the first time. That was well, a good was one. Was that our first? No, that wasn't our first episode. No, but that was back at the old, old studio. When Vicky Vox came on the Vicky first Vox! time. Vicky Vox! Every Both time. Times. And Star Amorasu. That is Star, always a good time. Because I never know what legend. to get or what we're going to get. Yeah. that I liked Arden Marine. I really liked her energy. Yeah, very Arden chaotic, was great. very wild. Remember King Dwarf, who wants to come back on? Oh, yeah. He was fun, too. Girl, we 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 turned. What was he? Five foot nine, and what was his catchphrase? Four foot six, and mostly dick. Mostly dick. There it is. All right. (laughs) Now his name is King Dwarf, and you're like five foot nine. That's a dwarf to me. And your height is five ten. Now, (laughs) what's next? Three. Hi. Ew, I don't know how to start this. Um. (laughs) Well, hey, big fan of the pod. I don't know why I'm doing my customer service voice, but I was listening to the newest episode, which you won't know what that is probably because I doubt that you know the times when these come in, but it doesn't matter. People are talking about douching. I am a person that has a vagina, and I enjoy anal sex. (gasps) Gasp. Just kidding. But... Basically, what I wanted to say was, I don't want to get into, like, you know, gender differences or whatever, or sex differences, but I don't know. I've had a lot of anal sex in my life. I'm 25. I've had a lot. Like, some of my first sexual experiences were anal sex, and I've never douched a day in my life, and I've also never had, like, an issue and I don't know, maybe, and it's not like I'm like, oh, I only eat salads. Like, I eat like a normal person would, I suppose. Normal, whatever that means. I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you think that, um, what am I asking? Are gay men eating crazier shit than me? I don't know. Not shit, but, you know. But well. I don't know where I'm going with this. I just love you guys. And I was um, laying on the floor. From having a headache, listening to your podcast, and then I was thinking about douching, and I was like, I've never done that. I've never had an issue. Um, I hope you don't think I'm disgusting because I say that, but... Call number four. Yeah. Well, anyway, tell me what you think. Maybe. Call number four. Hopefully tell you think it's up. scream and tell my girlfriend how excited I am if it does. And if it doesn't, um, I guess I'll never know. Well, anyway... Good. Good for you. Call number four. <laughs> That's all you've got to say? I mean, good for you. Like, some people just, their body is different than other people's bodies. So, like, the fact that you've never had an incident, I find strange. But, like, you did not explain, like, hey, girl. oh, you only fucked after you, like, pooped and, like, felt like you were ready I'm to calling. go. And, you know what I mean? It was just, like, I've done it so many times and nothing's happened. It's, like, okay. Good. For, For you. you. <laughs> if you shoot an arrow real high. Oh, <laughs> All right. For you. I think I have a call here that echoes your sentiment. 
I'm calling in response to a series of messy, ignorant, body-shaming faggots who have nothing better to do than pass comments on people who have to put in more work to douche their assholes. My bowels are a lot like the rest of me. They're fucking irritable. I know about diet and psyllium helps a bit, but this is just how I am. I'm truly glad if you have a magical booty hole, but I would encourage you to keep your opinions to your fucking self. She scripted right, well, that. That was like too far in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it just everybody. We say it all the time. Everybody's body is different and unique in its own special way. And so, you like, can see some all people those need bodies at CCBC. CCBC, baby. It's got all the bodies you need. Now, it's just, you know, everybody's different. So, yeah, yeah some of you. It's clean all the time. Some of you, it's not. And you just have to know what your body is like and how to do it. Or what you need done to do it. And boom. Like goes that. the dynamite. Well, we no, made one more it call. Call end. number five. Okay. Call number five. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Hi, Sloth. So I was just listening to you talk about Wicked. Um, I just wanted to share my theory of who Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth are going to play. Um, I think Adina Menzel will play Elphaba's mother in that beginning sequence where she drinks the green liquid. Mm. That, that makes sense for her to play Elphaba's mother. Um, I also think that Kristen Chenoweth will probably say, like, the wizard will see you now, or just something silly. Um, also... Just a little justification for as long as you're mind and for good. Um, all right. Goodbye. I think she said the wrong word. She said just a little justification. But yeah. I think she meant justice. No, those are two good songs. Those are two good songs. For good is good, too. I won't, it, it almost makes me cry sometimes. Oh. But I um, thought about they, hey, to... guess what? They didn't do either. They just did the voice that it, uh, introduced the play. Backstage, they got a mic and they were like, "Please be seated. Please be seated. The show is about to start." Then I heard the Kristen party was Idina. fun. Yeah, I heard the party was nuts. Um, I do have a fuck talk story to tell you. All right, you got. We got five minutes. How okay. long is it? It's short. It's a fisting story. <clears throat> Let me put so my drink down. After I saw "Here Lies Love," the Imelda Marcos play. I went uptown. Like of course you did. And I met up with a man for some fisting. He, well, there are many things to tell about this story, but I think I'm just going to focus on the one, which was he was really hot, but super weird. You're going to get that. You're going to get Guess what? I could have told you that. <laughs> Um, he also like he had dogs and so we walked in and he had these two dogs and he was like can you take off your shoes and my dogs are gonna like you know need to sniff you for a little bit okay and he was like um, but come on in he was like I need a little bit more time you just hang out here but there was nowhere to sit it was a really nice apartment or like house or whatever but he had like boards on all the couches and chairs so the dogs wouldn't jump up onto them uh-huh. And so and there was nowhere to sit. One no, to I sit? just well because I think he was like I got there a little early and he needed to like clean out a Finish. little more. Yeah. So he was just like he was like I'm gonna run downstairs. Um, here's a glass of water. And so I just like stood around and looked at his books for a while. 
And then we had this fisting experience that was like really great. Um, it was a really positive experience. It went super well. And this man, so we went downstairs to his bedroom to get started and the dogs followed. And I was immediately oh. like, that's a no for me dog. Like I was like, Oh, um, so they're like, as and I'm, as I'm bringing it up, he, they just go and sit on the bed in the corner and he like lays a blanket over them. Not on the bed, on the dog bed, like a blanket for warmth, not to like, oh, cover I their like eyes. a blanket, like a parrot, like we'll keep it quiet. No, 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 no. Just sort of, he like tucked them in and then we like, you know, got started and I immediately was like, this is going to be weird. Like they're going to like smell his butt juice opening up and they're going to want to come sniff it. Like they're dogs. Like they're going to be like, what is happening over here on the bed? Uh huh. They didn't move the entire time. Yeah. They've seen the show before. And when I tell you this man had two pillows that he was putting over his mouth to muffle his like loud fucking guttural, just like huge screams, like crazy screams and they didn't flinch and when i was upstairs before like when i like set the water drink down and it sort of like echoed in the room they like got up and came looking at me and i'm like how is it that when your owner who you're like tuned into is like writhing and moaning and like on all fours like screaming bloody murder into a pillow out of ecstasy okay um you don't care and they didn't care so that was kind of weird because i was like very anti-dog and then i completely forgot that they were in the room so i was like this is the best case scenario of dogs in the room Mm -hmm. and then at the end we were sort of like we cleaned up and i was i had washed my hands off and he had jumped in the shower and he was like i'm gonna get you an uber back to to brooklyn i was like oh that's very nice and i while he would jumped in the shower i just like laid down on the bed and i was like oh this bed's so comfortable and then he came out of the shower and he goes yeah my shower is like my favorite thing in the apartment like i can really get kind of lost in the shower and i was like oh yeah he was like yeah i was i I was trying to be quick but then i heard you snoring out here so i decided to take my dipper And I was like, wow, because he had really been gassing me up all night long about like, oh, your hands feel amazing. Oh, you're so good at this. He was like, when are you back in New York? Like really gassing me up. And then I was just like <laughs> snoring on his bed. And he was like, also, you, wanna, you love taking a nap. We did not hug, kiss. Like, he shook my hand when I walked to the door, and then the next time I physically touched him was I was, like, putting lube on his asshole and starting to finger him. Mm. Sounds great. But it was very intimate. Yeah, and you were so comfortable there, you fell asleep on a stranger's bed. It was fucking one in the morning. So what happened between Amel DeMarco's... What time did that end? I got to his place at 10.30. And then we sort of fucked around for like two and a half hours. That's insane. I wasn't looking at my phone. That's called self-care. You know what I mean? All right. Wrap it up, Diva. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. You can send us an email at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. Or call in with your uh, meatball used to be my bully story to 213-531. Nope. 
three, three, one. Nope. Five, three, six. Nope. Five, three, six. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every Tuesday and Friday. And please sign up for Mom Plus Gold so you can have fun interactions with us in a Zoom call. That's right. Also on Mom Plus Gold, we're putting out special videos from the Race Chaser Live show. We have monthly episodes, Sloppier Seconds. You get our full episodes one day early and unbleeped. Our full video episodes will come out from Mom Plus Gold, folks. And um, tons of great bonus shows like More Very Delta, The Hijinks Line. There's a fun. There's a lot of fun stuff. I there's just a lot a, of stuff over there. I just had a planning meeting. Oh, and everyone's getting their merch this month too. Get your merch. Get your merch. What is it? It's a a mug. It says High Delta. It doesn't say High Delta. What is it? Well, I'll show you. But you, it, I, it's supposed to be exclusive. Oh, never mind. Then you're not gonna find out, you dummies. We did it. Did it. Okay, I have to go. To get access to our full uncensored video episodes ad-free and one day early, sign up for Mom Plus Gold at mompodcasts.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Engineered by Margot Padilla. Editing and sound design by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.